Welcome to another episode of the Emmanuel Pastors Podcast, where you can listen in on a conversation with your two pastors. I'm Nathan. I'm Theo. And uh, we're your hosts, and you're our guests. And today we're talking about uh, why read books. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is this is a thing that we've started. This podcast that we've started uh, for this particular season of quarantine, stay at home, and uh, we've been talking about lots of different topics. Our first one was online church. What was our second one? Uh, I. I don't remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it was uh, what happens in an elders meeting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. a little peek into what goes on in elders meetings. Then last time we talked about family worship, which is a topic or a practice that we want to encourage people to be doing at home. And we also want to encourage you guys to be reading books. Hmm. Uh, How many books do you think you have right now? Oh man, I don't know. But I, when I uh, when I moved my study, my home study from upstairs to downstairs last year, last summer, I think I had like fifty boxes of books in my oh, living wow. room for uh, for several weeks as all that transition was happening. So I got a few. Of realized I got to downsize some, so I brought a bunch to. The meeting place to have uh, be part of a library here and to give away. You give away a lot of books, Theo. Yeah, I've snagged some of your books. I need to. I really should give away more books than I do, though. But you know, want to have I have way too much, way too much. But how many do you think you've read in your life? <sighs> you got sixty-six in the Bible. There's a good yeah. start. <laughs> Apart from that, I think like I can average from like first year of high school till now, at least like two or three. At least at least two or three books a year, if not more. So. Oh wow! Um, okay. And then like. When you go to school, like you have to read textbooks and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, for those, I don't know. Those are like sometimes I'm reading them pretty quick, so I don't, yeah. I don't get as much out of those as I'd like to. I think you're probably given a low estimate there to make us feel better. Maybe, but uh, I don't know. yeah, I would. I uh, um, I would say my reading has gone way down after I had kids. Ooh. I definitely noticed that there's just less time to read and that's okay but uh i don't know when i started goodreads um are you familiar with goodreads.com yeah yeah Yeah. so i just started using that i would i would guess somewhere around 10 years ago and uh i uh just a way to keep a, a log of what i've read most of what i've read and um i noticed recently i'm getting close to 500 books there so oh wow yeah, so you can you can follow me on that if you want to see what I've read, what I liked. Five stars means I definitely recommend that book. Um, yeah, has there been a book in your life that's changed your life? 
besides the Bible? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, knowing knowing God, J.I. Parker. Me too. Yeah. Wow. I absolutely. Yes. I, I talk about that book to like all my friends, and if they if they want a copy, I just give it to them. I normally give them my copy, yeah. and then I buy another copy. Yeah, that was probably my first um, real, just explosive experience with God through reading a book. And uh, that really just hooked me on reading. I hated to read as a kid. I hated to read. Hmm. Um, probably most boys are probably like that when they're younger. Um, and even, even yeah, I, I just did not like reading books at all uh, until probably senior year of high school. And then hmm. it really started in college. Hmm. For me, I was like... Yeah. I was like into reading different stuff as a kid, uh, and then it kind of like stopped. Um, but like, I remember like, I don't remember what happened, but like that first year of high school, like I, I remember I saw a book and like I think it was like an apologetics book or something like that, and I was just like, I don't like care like, like, what, it, how much time I have to spend, I'm gonna finish this book, and so I just like, I just like plowed through it didn't even like think too much and then loved doing it and then just started like picking up mm. books after that and uh mm. yeah do you remember so, what that book was the apologetics book the first one was um i think it was like a case for christ or something like that but at least struggle yeah, yeah so I, yeah. I i finished that off and then i like got super into apologetics and read like wow uh, a whole bunch of C.S. Lewis books all at once, and so yeah, cool. um, and then that started my uh, my journey. Nice. So, well, you've heard the phrase "leaders are readers," right? So I think maybe there's probably an expectation that if we're pastors, that we've read a few books, right? Hmm. Uh, but is this something everybody should be doing? I think so. Um, I think, particularly for Christians, you know, there's a. I ha- I hate to say that like my my hobbies are like, the best hobbies, um, but there is a for us a, a prioritization of just words, of reading of texts because we believe that the Lord, spoke, in words through a book to us. Yeah, um, God wrote a book. Yeah. So, so like if we're the gonna, moment you kind of like yeah. the moment you kind of like put that out there, it's like like just le- even learning how to like practice reading and digesting mm. large chunks of, of things is 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 just critical to yeah. the Christian faith at that point. It really is. Church history. I mean, if you look at when the Dark Ages came, and then the Bible was basically held captive in a uh, the Latin language. People didn't know what it meant, and nobody's reading. Those were bad times for spiritual health right and I, I always think about too how often with the, the modern missions movement where the gospel has gone and where Christianity has gone literacy has gone yeah. in tow and because uh, we want to teach people how to read so they can read the Bible because that's how you commune with God that's how you have a relationship with God is mm. Uh, reading his word 
Um, not exclusively. I mean, obviously that word needs to be preached and that word needs to be um, then kind of permeates into other ways that we that God uses in our life. But yeah, if you're a Christian, you gotta you gotta be reading the Bible. Absolutely, one hundred. Especially especially the people that are listening to this, especially the people of Emmanuel, who are literate and in a place where you can read the Bible. Uh, so you got to be a reader, at least of that, right? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and you know, like uh, double down on our church a little bit. Like you know, we're we're a congregationalist church. Um, and that like, I'm, I'm 100% behind that but, but there is kind of like an expectation like if, if you're a member of our church and you're involved in making these big decisions that you would not only know the Bible well but know something about what Christian theology is about what, what the priorities of the Christian life are about um, so we want, we want a church congregation who's well informed and well versed so that they can make responsible decisions uh, for us so yeah. right so it's not just a geeky nerdy thing for a few people but it's really a good thing for every Christian to be trying to read books right mm-hmm. um, for sure I've, I've, I think I've shared this quote before I think I did it at a one of our midweek meetings this last fall but it's uh, Spurgeon's comments on 2 Timothy 4.13 where Paul tells Timothy hey when you come bring that cloak I left with Carpus at Troas and also bring me my books <laughs> right and Spurgeon said from this verse we can we can see that even an apostle has to read hmm. right he's Spurgeon said he's inspired and yet he wants books yeah. he's been preaching for at least 30 years and yet he wants books He's seen the Lord, yet he wants books. He had a wider experience than most men, and yet he wants books. He'd been caught up to the third heaven and had heard things which it's unlawful for man to utter, yet he wants books. He'd written the major part of the New Testament, yet he wants books. And then Spurgeon says, this is true of all our people. You need to read. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so, outside of you know, outside of the Bible, like, what do you think are important books for just everyday Christians to be uh, be reading or have a regular part of their life? What kind of books do you think are good to read? Um, I think you need to do a little bit of everything. I think you need to uh, uh, stretch yourself. You'll you'll probably if you haven't read before, just start um, and ask somebody for an advi- a recommendation. Uh, something short and easy, probably. But um, you'll after a while, you'll probably find what you gravitate towards, and that's okay. And those will be your the books that really are are fun for you to read. Uh, but then I would also encourage you to venture outside of that genre and try to expand yourself. So for me, particularly, I, I, I gravitate towards um, nonfiction, and then particularly like. Uh, like historical sociological uh, mm. looks at American religion that just kind of grabs me and I always love that but I got to push myself to be reading fiction um, because I think that that you'll get kind of one dimensional <laughs> if you're only reading one kind of thing or one author or one 
uh, time period. You know, C.S. Lewis's quip about, I forget exactly what he said, but something like one out of every three books you read should be from a century that you're not living in. Yeah, yeah for and, sure. Uh, that gets easier for us now at the beginning of the 20th century, right? It's like, <laughs> that, <laughs> we can go back in. But uh, yeah, not just reading new stuff, but reading old stuff. Not just uh, white men, but also people from the global world. Um, not just um, you know theology books, but also literature. Or or on the other side, if you're just like I can devour a novel, but I could never read Knowing God. I tried that you know mm-hmm. five times and couldn't get through it. I think you should push a little bit more to expand and become well-rounded. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, I think for me, I, I, I tend to gravitate more towards just like uh, any type of theology book I can get on. Or I, I, I would, I'll do that. Um, I like I like reading apologetic stuff. Um, okay. And I like uh, I like I like good literature. So I try to I try to read some American letter or, or different things like that. Um, I'm trying, like, I like history, I, I don't, it doesn't come up as, like, a priority in my reading, so I've been trying to read some more, like, just history stuff, just to get a better sense of where we're at, and, and how do, yeah. how do we see, uh, like, how did we get where we are today, and stuff like that, um, mm-hmm. but that, that's been, that's been kind of a challenge for me to stretch myself in those ways, so, um, yeah, yeah. Poetry um, too. Poetry is like that one where it's poetry. like, like that's the one where you can't like you have to like just it's it's super counterintuitive because you got to like sit down and like think about why a certain this person picked like this word to put here and and yeah. it really makes you just like slow down and think which is is really hard for me to do sometimes. Yeah. Um, that's a good reminder. That's a good part of a diet. Poetry. Stuff that mm-hmm. helps us articulate our feelings, not just our beheady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can really stretch you out as a person. It can uh, give you empathy to enter into characters and situations and stories. It can give you um, perspective to just be able to be, um, you know, have the... Have, uh, experiences of past generations and history it's it's really important um i would just before i forget there was a book that uh, we had we had people suggested people read this was several years ago and then uh, we did our monthly table talks on kind of come and tell us what you've been reading but to kick it off we had people read this book by tony ranke called lit a christian guide to reading books so if you want to read a book about reading books, um, that's a good one. It's an easy um, entry point. Probably uh, a little easier than more and more Adler's How to Read a Book, but that'd be another older one. <laughs> um, why why books? I mean, are we saying that you know, you only have to be reading all the time. That you could never watch a Netflix movie. That you could never, uh, you know, surf the internet, read the newspaper. 
why but yeah where how do we fit books into and compare books to those other medium media any thoughts Mm. on that i mean that's a good question and I, i think like i think there's a lot more that we could say about it than than, than I, I I'm like prepared to say myself, but um, I think obviously there's there's definitely value in, in reading the news to to love your neighbor well, uh, know what's going on. Uh, it's there's there's good value in. Um, I do think I do think uh, movies like can be art and can. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, do the same thing as like transport you into a world, have you like feel the emotions and the experiences of another another human being. Um, yeah, but good good movies. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, I, I was talking to Enoch about uh, Chariots of Fire lately, and that's mm. just it's just great. It's a great movie. Um, yeah, but I think. There's there's just something special about just words. Um, you can show something, you can like paint a picture, and, and all those things are valuable and important aspects of of, uh, uh, of uh, you know exemplifying human creativity. But when you like talk to someone and you want to get to know someone, uh, like. You get to you don't get to know them by just like looking at what they do or, or something like. You get to know them by like hanging out, talking to them, uh, hmm. hearing what they're saying, what they're thinking, how they how they process things, how they feel things, how they hmm. uh, view the world. Um, and I think books get closer to that 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 kind of dimension of of knowing uh, reality. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, like you know, uh, I, I think I mean we can take this as the, in a theological approach. Like, there's a lot of things you can learn about God from looking at nature, uh, looking at the world around you, how He designed it. How there's an order, there's a structure, there's a, a beauty to it, and that all says something about God. Um, right. But if you General really want to, yeah, if you really want to get to know God, you have to sit down and listen to what He has to say. Um, wow, Theo. Yeah. Theo. So. That's nice. That's good. Uh, you had mentioned to me recently that you had seen a study or something that like measured brain activity of people watching television uh, versus reading. I, it was like a hearsay. I haven't like I haven't like taken the time to like look at this. There was a, a okay a friend of mine who mentioned that he he saw a study that basically like when you're reading like because like you're you're engaged involved and like your mind is uh you know uh imagining things like if you're reading moby dick like there's a lot of like connections uh like uh there's stuff going on in your head uh have you read moby dick no i've I've been (laughs) nice Um, nice you just want to throw that in there it sounds smart what right that was the example he used he used the example of moby dick Ah, so, uh, I see. Uh, so he <laughs> said, like, you know, when you read Moby Dick, like, there's all these things going on. Uh, but if you like watch yeah. a movie about it, like, because they just, I think, I think the arguments, like, because they just like give you everything, like all the visuals, all the 
like your mind doesn't have to do as much and mm-hmm. so it, it it kind of like like the amount of brain activity is like significantly lower than yeah. than reading a book um, i don't know if it's true and that's okay um, but yeah so that could be totally unsubstantiated and false yeah. and we're yeah. spreading a lie um but i wouldn't doubt it because i know when i get to the end of the day and i'm exhausted I'm, sometimes i'm like to read a book I, ju- I just can't i can't do that and i just want to watch the crown on netflix mm-hmm. um which is helpful to understand some history i'm trying to draw spiritual parallels to the royalty of jesus and all that stuff but but it definitely is easier uh than reading so and sometimes it's okay to just watch watch something it's more passive and simpler but sometimes we also have to fight that otherwise we're just going to be doing we're going to be just eating cotton candy all the time instead of making a good meal we're gonna we need to discipline ourselves to read books i think um even if it's harder uh how do you do that what's your book reading practice so i've had a couple different like book reading methods um there's kind of like a weird thing with me with book reading methods of like um if i think about how to read more than actually reading it kind of trips me up so sometimes it's just better for me just to like pick up a book and just like start just start plowing through it um Mm -hmm. but recently like one of the things that's just been like it's just been super helpful for me is uh like i take uh like i just set aside like just some time it's like all right for the next hour or two i'm just gonna read this book and that's that's okay like i don't need to feel bad for Mm -hmm. doing that like i i got Mm -hmm priorities for other things and I've, I've got them worked out but this is the time i'm going to focus on this book and then i kind of like just i i try to read and if i'm like if i got a lot going on in my head um I tr- i'll take like maybe like 10 15 seconds just to like calm down uh focus uh clear my head and then i'll start and then um i try to like as I'm reading paragraphs and, and uh, different sections of a book, uh, I try to read a chapter at a time, at least. It's just like when I sit down, I read like one chapter or something like that. Mm. And then okay. uh, as I'm going through and I hit like different spots where the author seems to be breaking stuff up, um, I'll try to look up and just think in my head of like, um, all right, what did he say so far? How would I summarize it in my own words? Mm. And then when I finish the chapter, uh, I'll put the book down and then I'll take like a couple couple seconds, maybe a minute, and just be like, all right, what what was he trying to say? Uh, mm-hmm. And then I try to summarize everything that he tried to say in my own words. And that's that's been super helpful for me to like uh, mm-hmm. like synthesize everything down into like a couple key points that I got out of it. Um, like uh, one helpful thing like- for me is is like you're never gonna get like everything from the chapter the first time you read it. So if it's a great book, yeah. like J.I. Packer or C.S. Lewis or, or, or Calvin or any of those guys, like you can go back later and reread the chapter and get more out of it. Um, right. But for now, like I try to focus on like, all right, this is what I got out of it. And like, that's, that's good for me. That's helpful. And then I move on. And that's, that's how we should read the Bible too. I, I think what you just said there fits with reading scripture, but 
Um, do you are you a are you a highlighter? Uh, do you write in your books? Do you earmark pages? Sometimes I do. It, it just uh, depends. Okay. Um, it if it's a great quote. I'll like underline it or if it's just like really well stated I'll mark it Um, but uh, I mean like sometimes it it gets kind of like I I, like me personally I get kind of caught in the weeds and then I'm just like I'm trying to remember every point and so I'm just like marking up every point in the book and then sometimes (laughs) that can get like that can get like too much for me so I loaned you one of my books one time for a class you've taken on Calvin, right? Do you remember reading a book that I had marked up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember your marks was, in there, too. Was that fun for you? <laughs> it was like... Here, here's what I Nathan think, liked. And here's what Nathan yeah. disagreed with. Or, yeah, I think you I like put my one questions point, in the margins. One point in there, like, he, like, he was talking about something about like Calvin's like church polity, and you wrote, like, this can be fixed if he was a Baptist or something like that in the side point. <laughs> I was like, yeah. All right, I like to write there. my books. Um, yeah, I, I would. I, I mean, everybody, you can, you're going to get your own habits, your own ways of interacting with them. Uh, when you do it, if you're, maybe you like to read at night before you go to bed or different times. But my, my advice is just always have a book with you, all the time. You're at the dentist office, you're reading a book. You get stuck in traffic read a book <laughs> maybe that's not wise advice but i've done that uh so i'm just going out the door and I'm, we're going someplace and i'm grabbing a book and andrea's like are you planning to read i'm like nope just never know what might happen you know so if you get stuck anywhere just always have a book and any downtime pull it out and read and it's and, and it's better than using that time to scroll through facebook right uh or to or even to read um more substantial pieces that are on the internet that will disappear they're just they're they're ephemeral right they they won't last <laughs> they won't it won't be there it'll be irrelevant tomorrow um and of course we need some of that stuff and in, intake in our life but if that's our constant we're just all of our time and attention is taken up with that stuff that's just not going to last mm-hmm. that's that's unhealthy books um stand the test of time usually i mean there may be some books that won't last past a couple years um but even those are better than a blog article right because they've been they've been edited they've been they've they've been um kind of endorsed by a publisher that says hey this is actually worth publishing this isn't just some joe schmo's ideas out there who's self-published them on the internet right this is this has been kind of peer-reviewed a little bit this has been checked out it's been edited the the words have been thought through uh there's an art form to them you know and the really good books last decades or even like the great books that we reading the reading after you know the the after hundreds of years um i want to have time for those kinds of things because they're they're probably more meaningful and more important than what feels important in the moment right now but will be useless tomorrow uh books books do that for you uh they're more more permanent and more substantial Hmm. i think i was talking to like uh 
Emily Vasek, and she was she was talking about how like uh, what mattered like just a couple months ago with the news like mm-hmm. just doesn't like even matter anymore. And we spent like so much time like invested uh, in like what was going on in the newspapers and stuff like that. And then like the next thing happened, and then the news went away, and then you know when the next right. thing happens now like uh, I don't know like my guess is uh, like she, my guess is like even like if you know this virus thing goes away like the next big thing will happen and then we'll forget about that news cycle of things as well and yeah so it's yeah I don't know it's it's good to have your to, to be present to be aware of what's going on it's also good to be grounded in, in truths and realities that are just just that just last longer last through the centuries yeah, timeless yeah um we could talk a lot more but we're getting up on a half an hour i think we're going to do a couple more episodes on this so look for that maybe uh walking through what we've been reading lately but uh, any any final thoughts anything else we haven't covered um uh, you mentioned this a little bit. Like, do you have any like particular like habits that you do when you read, or, or like helpful tips, pro tips? Uh, I prefer a physical book, but I also read on Kindle. Um, I like to write in the margin, um, and just just grab any moment to do. It. I think I said all that already, so I wouldn't. No, nothing more. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I do. Th- I, w- I would say on the on the flip side, sometimes I have. Uh, in similar ways, escaped into books that kept me from being present to people in the in the in real life, mm, yeah. Uh, and that can be a problem. That can be a danger. Some some bookworms that are just they have their head down and they're not they're not seeing what's going on on the bus. They're not seeing what's going yeah. on in their family. It could be that could be something for some people to be aware of. My guess is most people are on the other extreme, but uh, but some of you bookish people maybe need to smell the flowers or tickle your kids instead of be reading all the time but yeah probably not where most of our people are right now yeah that's still a good reminder though for sure all right well let's uh let's wrap this one up and uh we can we can talk more about specific books we've been reading in a future episode thanks theo cool thank you